0: is loose. Touchdown, Elks.
1: Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elves. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta injury lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law.
0: Alright, thanks for tuning in tonight. Of course, the NHL into the All-Star break. The draft was tonight for the uh, four teams who will play in the three-on-three tournament on the weekend. Uh, I'm not sure how interested you are in that, Connor McDavid. Uh, one of the captains, of course. We'll go over the rosters uh, a little bit. Well, let's do it now. McDavid's team. So McDavid and will already named captain, assistant captain. Hellebuck, Posternak, Dolan, Robert Thomas, Sam Reinhardt, Bobrovsky, who McDavid accidentally called Sam Bobrovsky, whatever, Bud Bo Jenner, Nick Suzuki, Tomash Hurdle. Uh, that'll be Team McDavid for the uh, all-star game, the uh, three-on-three tournament they will do Saturday afternoon skills competition tomorrow. By the way, tomorrow's going to be fun. I don't know if you're uh, Bob say this. We're going to be doing... Oilers now and inside sports. So from 5 to 8 p.m. from Claire Drake Arena for uh, game one of the two-game regular season set between UBC and the U of A Golden Bears. And uh, man, oh man, UBC has uh, really grown into a very good team in recent seasons since Finn Butenshawn took over as their head coach. You got UBC and Calgary tied for first in Canada West uh, with 40 points each, but UBC has the tiebreaker because they've played two fewer games. Alberta is in third, with 34 points. The top five really good. UBC and Calgary both with 40. Mount Royal with 38. Alberta with 34. Saskatchewan with 33. Then a big drop down to uh, Grant McEwen. So we'll see what the Bears can do against the Thunderbirds tomorrow and Saturday at Claire Drake Arena. If you want to get in touch, please do so. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, inside sports at 630Ched.com. We, we've been talking a bit about this uh, AJHL-BCHL story for, well, what has been almost two weeks now, I guess, a week and a half at least. Uh, and yes, uh, the BCHL confirming that five teams from the AJ will just play each other and then have the opportunity to play the BCHL champion at the end of the season. So whoever wins, uh, I don't know what they're going to call these uh, this Alberta division of the BCHL. Uh, so Sherwood Park... Spruce Grove, Falls, Okotoks, and Brooks. Uh, they're no longer in the AJHL. Uh, the AJHL saying that they are uh, disappointed but not surprised that these teams have left. They're calling them defectors. This story isn't done. What will this mean for other junior A teams, specifically junior A teams who are powerhouse teams, who win a lot and who can make money and who can say, you know what? We can break away from Hockey Canada. We can break away from our provincial organization and we can attract better players. We can give our fans a higher caliber of uh, of hockey. I mean, I almost wonder here if there are going to be some junior A leagues that kind of, um, I mean, it's almost going to tier junior A, you know, like I think there'll be a higher level of Junior A, and then maybe a, a, a little bit of a lower level of Junior A if this keeps happening. And there's, you know, money and better competition, and you can get drafted out of this level. Uh, not that players don't get drafted out of that level, but you got a little better chance of doing it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, if, as you know, if you've been listening to this show, I have been talking about this. I care a lot about the AJHL. I covered the league firsthand when I lived in Lloydminster for seven years, covered the Blazers, they changed their name to the Bobcats, uh, covered Bonneville a bit. Um, so, I, you know, I care about Junior A hockey, I care about local sports, sports at that level, but things change, so we'll see what happens. I, I wish, now, there have been on-the-record interviews um, Nobody's wanted to come on this show, even though I've asked multiple times, which I find a, a little bit disappointing, quite frankly, uh, given some of the people I've spoken to and reached out to over, over the last week and a half. Maybe we'll get somebody on tomorrow because um, it'd be nice to clarify and, and get some comment on it uh, more than just putting out statements or, again, the occasional interview with some uh, with some other outlets, which is which is fine, but I, I'd love to have somebody on this show. Anyway, uh, we do have somebody pretty cool on this show. He is from Edmonton. He went to harry ainley he won the gray cup with montreal in november and now this defensive lineman has signed in the nfl with the tampa bay buccaneers we welcome to inside sports Luwal uguac Luwal, how are you doing i'm good how are you i'm doing very well a pleasure to have you on the show man uh what an off season for you hey eh? let's start with the the newest news i guess the newest big event in your life tell me how it uh, came about that you got a deal with the tampa bay buccaneers
1: uh, so actually, uh, after the season, I was, um, my, my agent hit me up and said, you know, I might have a shot for getting a workout with Tampa Bay, uh, ended up coming through, had, had the workout December 12th. So a little, a little bit less than a month after the gray cup went went to the workout. Uh, you know, I, I think I did really well. They, they, they gave me some really good feedback, um, and, you know, kind of insinuated with what gave me, gave me some hope to the fact that, you know, I I might, I might, I might, they they'll look at me to sign me and stuff like that. So, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty happy with, with what I did over there. And, you know, you know I'm, I'm a little bit more than a month later, I'm a, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So it went, went by, went by pretty quick, but there were some times where I was like, okay, like, you know, I, I did as much as I could, you know, the, 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 the proof is in the pudding, you know, I did the workout, the rest is on them and, and it came through.
0: So when you do a workout for an NFL team, because I assume they already have video on you and probably have scouted you back to the NCAA. What did, Uh, what did they want you to do in the workout?
1: So it was, it was a, it was like a series of on-field drills. I guess they kind of, I guess they kind of know who they want. You know, it was me and a couple other guys, uh, no CFL guys with me and a couple other uh, uh, NFL guys or, or guys trying to get back. And, um, you know, I kind of kind of came with that mindset where I was just gonna come in and do do what I know I can do and 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 go right back home. You know, I didn't didn't do too much talking or anything like that. You know, treated it like a game. To be honest, uh, had my headphones in, just prepared for the workout, did the drills. It was like probably like it was five drills. Um, things that I've that you know I can do in my sleep, indie indie work that we do in practice from high school to college to. To the pros and you know I, I think i did pretty well and you know it came to fruition
0: okay well that's that's pretty exciting speaking mm-hmm. of exciting the gray cup my friend yeah <laughs> you're on you're a defensive player what was it like watching the game-winning drive for you
1: oh my gosh that was that great that game-winning drive was was you know i I was it's funny because the other day i was i was re-watching uh re-watching my my i did a little instagram live after that game and just soaking up the moment and everything like that and watching the actual game it's like it's still i just you know i want to go back to those moments and really sit there and, and relive in those moments because it was so much up and down you know the game uh they had a lead on us early in the game you know we we definitely we definitely knew the opponent we we had you know, we knew they were going to come out run the ball right away and you know, we had to play we've been playing solid defense all playoffs and towards the end of the season. And we knew that we were gonna have to, you know, make some stands and, and take care of business on, on our end and we knew the offense was gonna compliment us as well, uh, when they were on the field. And, you know, we, we gave them tra- we gave them chances and we gave them opportunities. There was times in the game where it kinda it kinda looked like, you know, we we're down ten and then, you know, defense gets a stop, we score. Now it's, you know, it's it's, it's seventeen uh fourteen you know, now we're now we're three three points away. Um, and that last drive it was like, oh my gosh! Because there's, I'm trying to re- remember. We had a we had a good we had a, a completed pass and then a sack and then it's third and it's second and 18. It's like okay, like dang, what like what are we gonna do? Cody goes scrambles for like a 14 a yard run, 13 yard run, gets third and five, and they 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 run a a, a nice little concept on the in the pass game and get Cole Speaker the ball and it's like that was when I was like holy. Like what? Like whoa! Third and five. Like that was the play. Like my heart was, my heart was pounding that play because you know that, that we don't make that play, then the game is pretty much done. Uh, complete the pass. Great pass by Cody. Great catch by by uh, Cole. And then like the last play, uh, Tyson, my boy, man. T- me and Tyson, we're, we're we're really good friends. We played Team Canada with each other uh, back in back in high school and. You know, we, 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 you know, reconnected when I came back to Montreal and we talked a lot about like, we had some friendly competitions, you know, we, we talked about who was going to get, uh, cause we knew by then we were trending towards going to the great cup. We we're like, yo, let's make a bet. Who Who's going to be most outstanding Canadian? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that in the game? And, and it came down to it. And that was, I know there was a clip, um, that, that aired during the game and you know, where, where the camera pants to my face. And I was shocked that we scored. And then I was even more shocked that it was Tyson. I was like, damn, okay. Like, I wouldn't have wanted, you know, any of my teammates could have scored, but that, like, you know, we talked about it. So it's like the fact that he did went and did that with like 10 seconds left, like from... Like the emotions were crazy, man. I I really, I really wish I could relive them, but you know, it's, we're set in stone now, you know, we're, we're, we're in history, you know, our name is on that plaque for forever now. So it's, it was definitely great. It was a great, great feeling, great experience.
0: Well, well, it's, it's, uh, it's great for me just to hear the joy as you retell that story and relive it from from the great cop. So I could tell what a special moment that was for you. And one thing that struck me that game about that game and other people have, have brought it up to me. I mean I work with Rob Brown on the Oilers broadcast. He used to play in the NHL. He knows Ooh. about getting hit and stuff and he was like, "My god, that was a physical game. There were just some massive hits in that game and you dished out a couple of them too."
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely did. I feel like uh I feel like for you know Winnipeg the first two times that we played them I didn't really get a chance to I wasn't playing as much that early in the season and, you know, uh, I kind of, you know, I feel like I had their number because as we came back, you know, they're the big dogs, they like to run the ball. And then, you know, they have the, the experienced O-line and like, I guess, you know, maybe they, they overlooked me. There was, it's funny actually, because I know we played them uh, and this is like, this is like an on-field story. We played them back in, in uh I want to say uh, mid to late September was the first time we played them they came to us it was july actually it was canada day we played them and uh i came on the field i think i only had like five ten ten snaps that game it was still pretty early but one of the old linemen they they, were talking a little you know smack on the field and one of them called me a liability i was like dang okay like just i guess because i'm a rookie this and that and you know i kind of took that to heart a little bit and i i'm grateful that we got the opportunity to play them again and i feel like you know i really really wanted to show show who I was and show what I could do now that I was starting and now that I was getting more playing time. And, you know, I feel like they felt every single one of those hits because I, I was coming with everything I had.
0: That's an awesome story. Well, joining us tonight on inside sports, Edmontonian recently signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's telling you a little about winning the gray cup uh, with Montreal in November. So let's, uh, let's flash back a little bit to uh, Harry Ainley. I'm sure, you know, Tyler Greenslade, he was on this show last night. Uh, They got their big basketball tournament. The Triprov is going on this weekend. Uh, I mean, how do you look back at the journey, man? Like you're you're at, at Harry Ainley playing high school football. You know, that's kind of part of the beginning for you, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah, it is pretty crazy because my first year was, was Greenslade's first year. And, you know, it was a little bit of, you know, going into grade 10. I got I got hurt a couple times in, in camp, so I didn't really play too often in the beginning of the season. But as, as we created a relationship, but, you know, I – kind of he kind of looked at me looked at me to be one of the leaders on the team and as as we got into our senior year where we watched the won the provincial championship you know me and him we definitely like just this the going through the hard times of, of not playing and not really winning in our first in grade 10 and then grade 11 you know we had chances and then grade 12 is really when we solidified us so, you know going through those trials kind of made us closer you know uh green state he's definitely he's definitely one of my really good friends he's I always call him coach but you know what i mean he's one of my really good friends uh i'm happy that He's, he's still he's still carrying on the tradition, taking Ainley back to the playoffs, and, and you know didn't go for them didn't go their way this year. But I know that when we when we kind of set we kind of set the trend that year. And actually, I, I did play uh, basketball too, so I was in Triprov and all that. So I might I might have to go see see what it's looking like this weekend. You know, just
0: to. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I love hearing that. So, when did you start playing football? Though, was it in high school or were you in earlier?
1: No, so I uh, I initially played. I started when I was seven years old with the Edmonton Chargers. Um, shout out to the Emerson Chargers, man. They really they took in my family. And we had like, um, I have four brothers. Uh, and four of I have five, sorry, I have five brothers. And four of us played. We all played uh, Chargers. So we we started off there. My older brother, he went off and ventured off to play basketball, which he's doing his thing right now. Uh, but we were, we're Chargers doing through, played Chargers uh, all the way through. Uh, Bantam, uh, did Bantam Bowl, did... Team Alberta did all all the all the minor league football stuff in, in Edmonton, you know. So I, I definitely, definitely, you know played, played, played at all every single level in this city. And and I'm glad that I, I'm able to be where I'm at now because, you know, the, the story started when I was seven, just just wanted to play, just wanted to play with my cousins in the backyard. So I'm happy that I'm 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 doing what I'm doing now.
0: When did you realistically think you were good enough to play pro football?
1: Uh I would say I, I think I've always had that confidence in me, but at the end of the day, like I re- I'd I'd have to go through like, you know, go through some trials and go through, you know, see, see, see it on tape and how I'm playing and how how I've so much had so much to learn and so much to grow. Like when I first got when I was at high school, I I knew I had potential for sure. When I came into grade ten, uh my brother was uh in grade twelve and he was fully signed and committed to the D one program and I was like, okay. So he can, he can do that, and I know he he didn't have too much to look. He didn't have – he did it all on his own, you know. He didn't have no inspira- no uh, direct inspiration like, like he is to me, if that makes sense, to go and to go and ball. So, like, you know, I looked up to him. I said, okay, if he can do that, I can definitely do it. I just got to get my mind right and take care of the business that I that, – you know, take that. Back then, we had to do the SATs and, you know, then really stay in the books and make sure my grades weren't uh, deterring. De- so, it was it – was, it was definitely that confidence that that uh that my brother had that i kind of took from and i and i realized i could go play d1 football and then um going to yukon uh freshman year was you know freshman year was pretty pretty tough you know just getting used to playing american football and being being far from home and and all that but i was kind of thrown into the fire a little early I, I i started a few games in my freshman year you know got the we got out of the baby steps, went from went from crawling to sprinting pretty much and you know, I couldn't couldn't really look back and I guess that kinda helped me just have confidence on the field for my next four years of college and understand that I can I can really ball with, with these guys and you know, I, I and going to TCU and, and playing in those big games and all that stuff, that that helped me gave me gave me confidence for sure. I definitely had confidence I could play for pro football and and I can go and, and you know do 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 what I did. Now, especially since I'm, I got one year under my belt,
0: that's amazing. That, uh, that's amazing. I, I'm going to end with uh, on a lighter note here, and thanks for sharing so much of your journey here. Uh, yep. You know, the football's taken you around Canada and the United States a little bit. When you're back in Edmonton, what do you like to do? What do you miss?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm in Edmonton right now, but it's been it's it's been a little di- it's been a little difficult trying to trying to get because now this is the first time I have really been. Uh, really have had some time off, you know, because usually college, we get a couple weeks and come back to off season workouts and stuff like that. So now that I've had a full season of professional football under my belt, I'm, I'm starting to, starting to figure out things that I like. And especially, I mean, it's, I wanted to go snowboarding and skiing. Uh, a lot of my, a lot of my, like my people would say, no, don't do that. I might injure myself, but that's something that since I was young, I've always, I've always loved snowboarding. Uh, every chance I got, I go to snow Valley and stuff like that, but there's no snow. It's like it's it's crazy. It's January. It's it's February first, and I'm driving out to work out today, and there's no snow on the ground. It's all green grass. So I'm a I'm gonna have to you know figure some some stuff out. You know, hopefully hopefully try to get some snow back just a little bit. Keep the weather the same, you know. But but I'm I'm figuring stuff out right now. I like to I like to play basketball. You know, I go play basketball. Must be my spare time. Okay. Um, still keep that dual athlete in me. You feel me? So <laughs> right on. I'm definitely. I'm definitely figuring some stuff out. Okay. Well,
0: Luwal, again, th- thanks for joining us on Inside Sports. Uh, congratulations on the Grey Cup victory. Congratulations on signing with the Buccaneers. All the best as, uh, as you take a step into the NFL. And you're welcome on the show anytime. Really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me, man. Right on. First
0: appearance on Inside Sports is a great one by Luwal Oogawak now of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after winning the Grey Cup in November with Montreal. Told you the experience of that game, of uh, coming up playing for the Edmonton Chargers, playing for Harry Ainley That is a, a great story and another local name to watch in the uh, best football league in the world. Alright, uh, you can get in touch of course at 780-496-0063. Uh, we'll preview the uh, Golden Bears game tomorrow. we got an Oil Kings story ahead as well. It's Inside Sports on Chet. <music>
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent setting injury lawyers.
0: Okay. 7804960063. Kellen, hit me with a couple.
1: Yeah, uh, Norm again says another local pro- product making a big time. Awesome to hear. Great interview. That's from Norm. And they got a, another uh, unknown interview saying it's great to hear that another football player from the Edmonton area will be able to watch on Sundays uh, coming up in the new NFL season. So there we go.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I hope so. Uh, pro- I, I guess I would just differentiate him from Chuba because Chuba got drafted right, Chuba got drafted right out of school so, now, is very good, he was very good for the Owls he's a big guy and he's young, so he's gonna have a shot, I think Chuba was more uh, likely to get a spot with the Panthers right after he was drafted, but yeah, I, I hope that Luwal is there as well, I mean, that's awesome that the Bucks signed him.
1: Mm Mhm. And did I have another one here? I did. This one's from Dave that's texted in that says the CFL's loss is the NFL's game with players like this going south of the border. However, it does always end up in the wash in his opinion because we also get great players from south of the border coming up here to play in a CFL. So it's a win-win. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for those. Uh, We'll try to catch up on more later. Uh, We do have a busy next half hour of the show. Uh, One of the best names to say, on a local team, Aiden de la Gorgendier. Well, first of all, I got to check with them that I'm saying it properly. And uh, we'll tell you why Andrew Peard is about to do his last game of play-by-play for the Edmonton Oil Kings. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does.